You tell a story, he does too. Can he one-up you? Well, that's up to you. Tell your best tale and you never know. You could be a winner on the one-upper show. Okay, and welcome back to the one-upper. I'm your host, Ted Blazak. And today, we're not coming to you from... um, uh, a restaurant or a coffee shop or a farmer's market. We're coming to you from our Airbnb because these are the special family episodes. We've all come together in Coeur d'Alene um, to celebrate uh, my son Wyatt and my stepson Jace's graduation from high school. And we've gotten all the families together and over the course of a couple weeks, people are in and out and we're having barbecue and playing games of magic and Catan and having a good old time uh, as and one of Jace's dear friends uh, Sequoia is here hello hello Sequoia Sequoia what did I used to call you when we first met Oh, I, I don't even remember. You don't remember? I definitely Jace wasn't my remembers name. Sycamore. Because I couldn't remember Sequoia. So I was, hello, Sycamore. <laughs> the other tree I know. <laughs> well, Sequoia. Um, uh, and, and you're here um, for Jace's graduation. Yeah. Yeah. And where do you where do you live normally now? Uh, I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman, Montana. So you drove about like five and a half hours yeah, five and a half, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're such a good friend. <laughs> and we're so glad. Jace is happy here. McKenna's happy. Everybody's in uh, a whole good collection of Jace's friends are here. Mm-hmm. We hope to be interviewing more of them. So, uh, so, uh, but, but we've, we've, we've known you for a while and, 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 and we've been talking about these stories and, and sometimes these stories aren't happy go lucky stories. Sometimes they're, they're sad and poignant but important and and you have a story like that for us today yeah. right and and i i really don't know all of it but i'm 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 happy that you're willing to share so so tell us tell us about your story um so i used to live in uh whitefish montana and this took place about a year ago um just a normal day working and uh, didn't think anything of it. Oh, where um, do you where do you work? In? Um, I worked at Mackenzie River, in Kalispell. Oh, what you do there? Uh, I was a server. Oh, oh, in, yeah. a, in, in a in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just it seemed like a normal day, I guess. And then uh, towards the end of the night, there was a lot of confusion about something that was happening out in the parking lot. There were oh. a couple cop cars and. Um, the cops were coming in asking if th- we had any um, s- security cameras, and they were just asking a lot of questions to our manager on duty. And there was speculation about it being a drug overdose or something, and mm. no one knew what was going on. We didn't really think much of it. We didn't think it was anything important or related to our work at all. Is it a big restaurant? Yeah, yeah. We, I think it was. Uh, Thursday night, so yeah. it was probably almost full capacity. What's that, like 100 people? Or? Um, I think it's closer to maybe 200. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a really big restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of clocked out and went to my car as normal. I um, texted my general manager, who wasn't working at the time, and mm-hmm. kind of 
was like there's a bunch of cars outside and he called me and he was like what's going on like and I I just I was like I don't know but (laughs) there's just cop cars outside I'm not sure and I I was uh I knew my general manager on a personal level so it's kind of like don't call me if there's if it's not a big deal or anything yeah Uh, is a friend of yours yeah so letting them know what's going on yeah yeah um and then I just went home and I actually lived with my general manager oh you're kidding your roommates with your general manager (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) all right um yeah and we just I went home I was probably home for about an hour and a half and nothing was wrong and then all of a sudden he came upstairs and he mentioned that someone who had previously worked there had committed suicide oh in 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 the parking lot in the the parking lot in his car yeah oh my goodness yeah oh yeah and and oh oh so did you know this person um i did i had worked with him for a couple months before he left and he was also a pretty good friend of my general manager slash roommate so i had met him and hung out with him a couple times yeah yeah so when you first heard the news what what were you thinking I don't know. I I think I was in shock. I just, I didn't even know what to think. I've never been good with death, I guess, with my um, friends or family or, you know, when my friends are going through it. I've never had someone personally, like, close to me die. Yeah. Someone that I was just really close with and had a good connection with. Yeah. I just, I was more worried about the people that were close with him. Yeah. Because at my job, we, a lot of us would hang out. I mean, I lived with my general manager, so a lot of us were pretty uh, tight-knit friend group. Yeah. And I just, I didn't even, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. So why did you, did you find, did did you find out more information in the days ahead? Yeah. Um. Apparently, he was intoxicated at the uh-huh. time, so it was kind of an impulse deci- decision. Oh. Yeah, oh. Um, I think he had gotten into a ar- argument with a friend of his, and things kind of spiraled. I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't that one, um, yeah. one little mishap. I I knew he was previously in the army as well, so yeah. that kind of adds a couple layers to his mm. mental health and stuff as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so, 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 did he did did he leave a note or anything? Not that I knew of. Um, I don't think he did. Um, they, the cops had talked to people at his, or he was last seen at his old job. I think I think that's what happened. Um, but people had been talking to people that he was working with currently, and people were kind of putting the bits and pieces of the story together but uh-huh. you know you never like you're not you're never gonna know the no, full right, story you, right. like, it's impossible yeah. yeah so uh when you worked with him and when you were friendly with him did he look like he had issues or there were some sort of warning signs no he always seemed like a very pretty happy guy yeah. i never thought anything would be wrong i yeah. mean like i wasn't super close to him but from my perspective he seemed pretty happy Mm. or at least pretty content or he was never really in a bad mood or seemed upset or anything Mm. so Mm. so is there any fallout from this and how it affected you personally um well i remember 
after we kind of stayed up for a while talking to some people about what could have happened um, yeah. and my roommates went to bed and I just stayed up till I don't even know I think like four in the morning I was just I was really I was less concerned about myself than I was other people that mm. I was close with that were close with him yeah and that's kind of what the general concern was yeah um yeah, I stayed up pretty late, and the next day, of course, we closed down work, and we had everyone come in and eat and talk about mental health and everything. Oh, that's that's oh, that's so good. I'm yeah. glad you they did that. Yeah. yeah. And um, have you do? Has this kind of shaped your opinion or your thoughts about mental health and with your peers? Um. Well, definitely, like. I guess check in on them. I mean, I think that's kind of a a given in a sense, but you never really know who's going through what. Yeah. So, uh, um, we're going to put in some links here about suicide prevention awareness and how to communicate with people and things like that. Um, so, um, unfortunately, or <laughs> I don't know, unfortunately, I, I, I'm, I'm much older than you are. I've got about four decades on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> um, I've kind of been through this before and usually this is a very lighthearted show. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. And I'm glad that sometimes it's not because I think it's important to discuss issues like this. Um, but, um, but the show's called The One-Upper, and I'm actually going to one-up you <laughs> because I have a very sad uh, suicide story as well of a friend that was close to me. <coughs> but you're still going to get a T-shirt, by the way. Okay. Yeah, everyone gets a T-shirt. <laughs> um, um, so um, uh, I went to high school. Um, I had this friend. Uh, his name was uh, um, Bobby Ludwig. I'll share the name it's kind of public information and um he and i in junior high school ninth grade in particular were fairly good friends and we would uh because i would always hang around after school my parents worked late and i was bored i didn't really have many friends and uh and and bobby was too bobby looked like he was always never in a rush to go home and uh so we would go do candle pin bowling, which is something they do in Massachusetts, where you have you, you roll three small bowls and instead of two big ones. Um, so uh, anyway, it's um, we we hang out and stuff like that, and then eventually I would go home and leave them at the bowling alley or wherever. And I remember like, hey, let's because we talked about like Mad Magazine and our comic books because I was way into comics and. And I and he said, "Oh, I've got one from 1972." I said, "Oh, I want to see it." And he's, "Oh, it's at my house. We can't go." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So we were good friends in ninth grade, and then we were okay. I kind of knew him in tenth grade, but that was now it's in high school and different cliques and things like that. And I didn't really hang out with him too much. Um, uh, and it's senior year. And then uh, all of a sudden I get a phone call from a friend and I turn on the news and it's all over the news that Bobby, Bobby just uh, killed his father with an axe. Yeah. And yeah, but, but see, the thing is, is his father, his father was this horrible drunk 
and a very mean guy who's a Boston taxi driver. And he, um, for years, he was coming home and he would, he would beat and abuse and sexually abuse uh, his son, Bobby. His, the mother left years earlier. And there was, um, uh, a, a, he had a little sister. And what happened is basically Bobby, who's now a junior in high school, or yeah, junior or senior actually, coming into his own manliness and getting stronger and stuff, the father was suddenly turning his attentions to Bobby's much younger sister. And Bobby started to fight him over it. And, <clears throat> and in the middle of the fight, Bobby, uh, a lot of us had wood stoves. He picked up the hatchet from by the stove and gave it to his dad. And then he walked around in a daze for about five or six hours. And then he went to the police uh, and turned himself in. And uh, what happened in the weeks that was fouled especially for its time, it was still the early 80s, was really a sign of, I think, wisdom and community love. Um, the community kind of came together and supported Bobby. In fact, I organized and led his uh, fundraising effort for his criminal defense attorney. And we got a great attorney who actually donated his time. And uh, we all the kids got together in high school and we had a a benefit concert that I organized for him and and it just everyone everyone except a couple of jerks uh, stood behind him and and, he, and and I went and I visited him after he'd been arrested and while he was um, and he was in the Plymouth County Prison and in the psych ward I remember going and visiting him talking to him and then when he was released and then he came back to the school he, um, uh, he we I was in touch with him. We were hung out with him a little bit, and he was. It was very tough because um, they, 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 they basically the county agreed not to press charges, and he had to uh, do a lot of mental health, and he couldn't leave the state of Massachusetts, and he had all these other restrictions as a parolee. But <clears throat> thankfully, the state didn't prosecute him, and they shouldn't have. But he always had tremendous guilt, and he always had tremendous pain from this horrible childhood and this upbringing. And then a couple years later, I was away in college, out of state. I heard the news that Bobby took his own life. And he, he tried so hard to um, get back into society, but he, but, he, but he couldn't. And so it was sad, very sad, and he's a wonderful person and he was a survivor for so long but in the end I guess it's your own inner demons that are your biggest challenge Bob Bobby obviously had a big reason and a lot of mental anguish that led to where he landed but I know from my wife Kelly who's a, a, a mortician and a funeral director and has had to deal with several suicides that so many young people and it sounds like your friend in the car, um, end their lives for the smallest of reasons. I've known a friend who uh, killed herself because she had so much college debt and she felt so oppressed. 
and um, and I know people who have done it because they broke up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're in their 20s and they think that's the end of the world. And um, if I could pass on a message to our listeners, it's that uh, these little things mean so little in so soon a period of time. And time really heals. And I've been there. I actually met Kelly the night I was contemplating suicide. And like my angel, she came and saved my life. But um, it's just things that seem so big, they really aren't. And the things that are so small, like the whistle of a bird or the sound of the wind, are actually so much bigger and so more worthy of appreciation than those little annoying things that chip away at our psyche. So we're going to put in some links to um, mental health awareness. And um, even though this is sad, not like our usual program, <laughs> uh, suicide sucks. Suicide sucks. So, um, so be conscious. Be loving to your neighbors. And, um, and uh, send us your stories. We'll air those stories, too. We all need to hear them. Thanks. Yeah. Let me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was a good episode. That was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're brave. Thank you. The One Upper Show is brought to you by Trailblazing Canvassers and the Burning Sage Productions.